Here we go, folks. Opening round, or I should say round four, a fight. Two punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Ganchos al hígado. Duro, duro. Pacificos Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, back at Standing 8 Count Studios. My co-host, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? You know, great... Great weekend of boxing we just had, and then uh, looking forward to the big fights this coming this coming weekend. Yeah, man, like we talked about, right? We had you know the big super fight um, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to say a lull because we had another exciting fight. Which to me, now if you want to talk, you know, fight of the year, fight of the last twenty years, it's that one. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Carlos Cuadras and Estrada, yeah. right? And there's, you know, two guys, you know, at the top of their division, you know, fighting for titles, fighting to see who's going to fight Chocolatito, you know, later on, you know, at the beginning of next year. So there was a lot at stake in this fight, whereas the other, you know, fight of the year, you know, there wasn't really much at stake. No, a couple top 10 guys, you know, Branchick, I think who was the other guy, not Pedroza, maybe Pedroza, but good fight, entertaining. Mm -hmm. But yeah, now here in Cuadras and Estrada, um, current former champions, right? Yeah. And and I'll tell you, and, and we're oh, that's another thing. We're gonna talk about that fight, by the way, because the whole, especially the third round when uh Quadras had Estrada down and then the fight was short by twenty three seconds. Mm-hmm. Only in boxing. Yeah. <laughs> only in boxing does that happen. Okay. And we'll we'll talk about that. I know we're gonna bring that up in the news, but that is absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um Big weekend, of course, which I would consider it. Let's just call it, you know, uh, mini super fight two, uh-huh. right? Um, certainly not a, the JV game. This is a, you know, major players: Leo Santa Cruz, Gervonta Davis, hundred thirty pound fight, two championship belts at stake. Rick, what more can we ask for, man? Yeah, no, definitely. You got two guys that, uh, you know, at the top of their divisions. They're, you know, they're looking to. Uh, Get the belts at 130, 135, you know, li- really looking forward to this fight. Yeah, we're going to break that down. That's going to be one of our primary segments after we get through the news, of course, mm-hmm. with everything else that's going on. So, yeah, huge weekend. I know we got a, several fights that we got lined up this weekend mm-hmm. um, that are coming up, right? I know we're going to talk about Ch- Ch- Chisora mm-hmm. um, and Munguia fight. Munguia fight, right. So there's quite a few. The big one, obviously, the highlight is going to be the Gervonta Davis. Yeah. Um, Still, still, still not done with the Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez, right? Yeah, still have to, you know, go yeah. over a few things on that. Yeah, one. there's still some things there. Still some, you know, questioning on the judges. We talked about last week. I think it's interesting because you know you and I covered what would, uh, how would we fix boxing, if you recall, right? Mm-hmm. One of our first, I think it was like episode three or four or something. It was yeah. before Mikey Garcia came and visited us in the studio, and we talked about judging. And I had this really, you know, maybe you know, overly complex formula on the judges that wouldn't apply in this case. You know why it wouldn't apply, Rick? Because all three judges had it for the same fighter. Yeah. And all three judges, right, their scorecards were were not within 50%. In other words, it was overwhelmingly. Mm -hmm. All three judges had the first seven rounds going to Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. That's all you had to know, right? And Mm -hmm. and I think it was the... um, the commissioner that that is in charge of allocating the judges, because of course Lomachenko's folks were asking for, you know, should Julie Letterman even do another professional fight? Yeah, like she should be banned permanently, right? You know, and and this is the first time her name has really come up with it, like a you know ridiculous, um, you know, scorecard, and I didn't find it that ridiculous. You know, there, there, there were rounds where 
Yeah. It was close. The the yeah. ones we people gave to Lomachenko, those were close rounds. Yeah. You could see how it could go, you know, all to Lopez because he was dominating the fight. Yeah. You see, you could you take a look at, you know, she's right there. She's probably looking at Lomachenko's face. Right. Seeing him get kind of beaten up. Yeah. You know, and until the very end when the headbutt started coming in. Right. Then you started seeing some some marks on uh, That's right. Lopez. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and and I agree with you, right? Julie Letterman, yeah, she has him in the controversy. Not who was the yeah. other judge? Adeline Bird, Adelaide right? Adeline Bird, she's had several. She's had several, yeah. but at the end of the day, right, all three judges had mm-hmm. it. Like the commissioner, like I said, I, for, I forget what his name is, but he said, hey, look, at the end of the day, the judges have the responsibility to get it right, yeah. to make sure that the prize fight, which is a 12-round contest, is judged accordingly, mm-hmm. and they did. Yeah. Every single judge had it for Teofimo, okay? Yeah. No one disagrees that Teofimo won at least seven rounds. So is it that big a deal that we're, you know, that they're squawking yeah. about those fights? Not only the first seven, all three judges had the first seven, and all of them had round number 12, Yeah. okay? So there's eight rounds. So you got Aram and his folks saying, geez, I could understand eight, four, but not... But that's eight rounds already. Yeah. Done. Fight's over. The four close rounds, you yeah. couldn't have given them half to Lopez, and then you've got, you know. Yeah, right. Now, now it's 10-2. Yeah. And so, I, you know, so, yeah, it's just it's interesting that that continues to, to, to move forward. And, of course, you know, because of that, right? And mm-hmm. I, we understand why they're doing it, because a closer fight uh, would maybe, and here's why it doesn't matter, would, would possibly, you know, beg or ask, uh, plead for another fight, right? Yeah. Because, hey, it was only, you know, it was 115-113. But when it's so lopsided, it's difficult mm-hmm. to justify getting a return match, Rick. No, yeah. And then and, and that's what it's, you know, it's all about, you know, uh, saving face for the fighter and being able to be able to promote a second fight against them if that's the uh, the way they want to go. Yeah. Um, you also get into, you know, the shoulder injury we'll, we'll get into. Um you know, it, it's all setting up if they have another fight. Yeah. How can we can promote it? That's all. That's exactly right. You're 100% right because no one's going to want to buy. By the way, not that we did buy it. Yeah. It was pretty much free. Although we do pay something to, yeah. you know, on cable to watch ESPN, mm-hmm. but it was free, gratis, gratis, nothing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the thing. And that's a big key if you think about that, mm-hmm. right? Because if they were to do this again, and it's in front of, you know, how are you going to sell tickets to that fight to, you know, 15,000 tickets yeah. when the fight was completely lopsided? How are you going to convince people to pay seventy nine ninety five when the fight was completely lopsided? Yeah. But, you know, now you've got, you know, okay, you know, if the scores are closer and, you know, Lomachenko has two good shoulders, you know, now we can promote the fight. That's exactly yeah. right. And they're going to say, and we've removed, you know, a judge that is not going to be a sign that uh-huh. we've changed. So now it's on a level playing field. He got beat. He got thrashed. He didn't get yeah. beat. He got absolutely outboxed, which was a, not a surprise to us. We no. called it. We yeah. said the younger fighter was going to outbox him, more mm-hmm. energy, more youth. So certainly not a surprise to us. A lot bigger. You know, we, we just, you know, there was no definite advantages for Lopez going Huge. In there yeah. was huge advantages going in, which, again, you and I called. So it mm-hmm. wasn't a surprise to us. It was no. just interesting. Um so here's another thing for you. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we had talked about the Hall of Fame, and you talked yeah. about, and so one of the guys, the only guy that I actually uh, uh, respect and, and actually read his articles on ESPN, Dan Raphael. Okay. So I don't know. So he put out his list of who he voted for. Okay. And and so it was kind of interesting because he was not sure about the fifth. So he voted for uh, Floyd Mayweather. Okay. No surprise. No. Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. Okay. Again, no surprise given what he accomplished. Miguel Cotto, uh-huh. Andre Ward, 
Okay. And the fifth is the one that he was really vacillating over what to do. And it was between Carl uh, Frotch and the Desert Storm. And so he went, guess who he went with? The Desert Storm. Yeah, he went with Desert yeah. Storm. He went I, with Bradley. He he's with Timothy Bradley. You know, I think he. Yeah. He's been talking figure. about you know mm-hmm. getting Timothy Bradley in there. Mm-hmm. He's also the ESPN guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Raphael is no longer with ESPN, but yeah. he was with ESPN before. He was. I just associate him with yeah. ESPN, and I'm glad he's not. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I, if if it's between those two, then yeah, yeah probably Timothy Bradley. But I don't I know about sworn, that. I could have sworn yeah. there were others, you know, yeah. that uh, he could have voted for instead. The whole thing is right. The whole thing is is that you know Timothy Bradley's only um, his only losses were, by the way, to Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, believe it or not, isn't that interesting? Yeah, those were those were his only losses. Now you know, and obviously, um, even Dan Raphael was talking about how he doesn't even consider. Um, the one win because it was a horrible decision. That was a horrible decision when they gave him the decision over Manny Pacquiao, right? But um, Bradley's the former welterweight, former junior welterweight titleist, right? The war with uh, Ruslan Provotnikov, which you know I brought up a week or two ago, is that's one of the best fights yeah. over the last you know twenty years or whatever. He beat Juan, Mal, uh, Juan Manuel Marquez, right? Um, some of the other guys he beat Casamayor was already old, faded. Um, but anyways, I, he's not a Hall of Famer to me. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm getting to. Okay. But be that as it may, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's who he has as the, uh, as his vote for the five. So I thought I would, uh, bring that up. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, but yeah, he's definitely been the main one, you know, kind of tooting the horn for, uh, yep. Timothy Bradley. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Especially when he was with ESPN. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Right, P- pretty interesting stuff. So here's the thing, right? So here's what we got coming up. So we, we're going to cover the boxing news, and a lot to cover, by the way. A yeah. lot to cover in the boxing news. I want to talk about the Quadris and Estrada fight. I want to talk about specifically not only the fight, how great it was, but that third round. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how does boxing, this isn't the first time it's happened, even the great Foreman and Lyle fight, which is you know many people consider to be one of the greatest fights of all time, mm-hmm. that fight. Okay, ended about or not ended. There was a round where it ended about 10, 15 seconds early. I'm going to talk about why in boxing do we have issues keeping track of one clock. Mm -hmm. Think about some of the other sports, but I'll leave that as a teaser. Um, And then we're going to talk about, of course, the fights coming up this weekend. The big one, we're going to break down the tail of tape, and we're going to give our predictions on that particular fight. Yeah. Okay. And I got to be careful, like we said, because right now the current betting line is Gervonta Davis at minus 750. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a huge favorite. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge, huge favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, they've got all the, all the proposition bets that are, uh, that are also always uh, interesting to see, you know? Um, like, is the fight going to go over 10 rounds, right? Um, Davis wins by decision. Um all kind, all kinds of pretty weird stuff. They got you know all the way through who wins from round, uh, from rounds one through twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if the fight doesn't start in the you know fifth round, sixth round? All kinds of propositions. Yeah. Okay, and almost every single one of them, Davis is is favored. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that more here on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Who was the other one, Rick, for the Hall of Fame? 
Um, there's James Tony. That's there's right. uh, Ricky Hatton. There's a few yep. names, but yeah. uh, you know, definitely a few more names that I, w- I would I would put on before uh, Timothy Bradley. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, I think I would have gone. Uh, the thing with Tony, right, and and the unfairness to um, Dan Raphael. I guess mm-hmm. his issue with Tony was, uh, you know, he had tested positive uh-huh. um, for drug enhancements, et cetera, even though he was, you know, considered at the time, right, in the 90s, one of the pound-for-pound pound top 10 fighters. Yeah. I agree. I'd probably go Ricky Hatton as well. Yeah. Or probably even Carl Fretch. I don't know. Nothing against Bradley. Um, like I said, as we progress, probably going to have to have Bradley on and say, hey, convince mm-hmm. us why you think you're a Hall of Famer over these guys. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Um, i tell you what, and, you know, before we get into the news, right, um, because this is kind of like last week's news, and we were already talking about the Lomachenko and mm-hmm. Teofimo fight, right? So, you know, the the, the mythical pound-for-pound pound boxing, right? Yeah. Lomachenko was on top, right, mm-hmm. on on a lot of a lot of lists, correct? Yeah. And, and it's not like, okay, the pound-for-pound pound is not a list where, you know, if you beat the guy, then you immediately catapult over them, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way, no. right? Um, it puts Teofimo in the conversation, certainly, right? Yeah. But it doesn't, and 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 it probably should put him over Teo uh, Loma at mm-hmm. minimum, you would think. Yeah, and there was a couple lists I think I where I saw, yeah. you know, Lopez at five, Lo, uh, Loma at six, yeah, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah, he showed up, right? So now, mm-hmm. now he's actually, you know, on the list, yeah, right as a, as he should. But here's the thing, right? Is Lomachenko right considered? An all-time great, or is he just currently one of the best pound-for-pound fighters of today? I think uh, probably just currently uh, one of the pound-for-pound. I think um, a lot of people were impressed with his uh, skills, you know, his defense, his technique, being able to Mm -hmm. uh, show so many different angles. Sure. Um, And it was just something different that uh, other boxers couldn't do. Yeah, and the fact that, right, comes in first fight, uh, Jose Luis Ramirez mm-hmm. wins the championship. Yep. Second fight, loses to Orlando Salido. The The interesting thing about Lomachenko, 16 fights, he's 14-2, and two, right? Lost yep. second fight to Salido and, of course, lost this last fight to Teofimo Lopez. Every single fight that Lomachenko has had is either for a championship or defending the championship mm-hmm. bout. So because of that, right, that's why he's considered to be on the pound for pound list, yeah. right? Um, you know, he's fought his opponents, by the way, 421 and 39 is a record. Mm-hmm. Three undefeated fighters that he gave their first blemish to, other than Teofimo. That would have been the fourth. Of course, he couldn't get it done. Yeah. So, and, you know, so, and he's fighting guys, of course, right? Um, not necessarily who's who, but guys that are beating everybody else, right? Yeah. He beat Guillermo Rigondo. Matt, in fact, made him look foolish, mm-hmm. right? So he's beating guys like that. Nicholas Walters, he beat. Um, Luke Campbell, okay, who's twenty and two. He was Gary tw- Russell Jr. Gary Russell Jr. Nobody's beating him. Gary Russell's yeah. only defeat. So that's why Lomachenko is pound for pound. But when we look back, right, and then look at his legacy as a fighter, do we consider him one of the all-time greats? And and in my opinion, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either. I think because some of the some of the guys he's beaten. Um, most of these guys are probably not going to be Hall of Famers, right? You and, know, yeah. The Luke Campbells, the the Linareses, the the Rigandos, right? You know, they're going to have a tough time getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I think that I think right, not I think. My opinion is, in order to be considered, you know, an ATG, an all time mm-hmm. great, there's got to be some sustainability at the professional level. Yeah, 
right? You would think. Now, you could make the case and say, well, yeah, but there's a lot of fighters, right, that their whole career will never have 16 championship fights, mm -hmm. right? They'll have the, you know, the lead into that point where they're fighting guys, set up guys, right? Kind of the padding the record. And then they get to about, let's just say, the 15 to 20 fight mark. And, mm -hmm. and then they'll start fighting championship fights. And if they end up with the record like 36 and 0, we're looking at it saying, whoa, this guy's a, an all time yeah. great. Well, Machuco didn't do that, right? Part of it because of his age. He's 32 years old. Mm -hmm. And he had, you know, how many, I mean, you know, we said 396 and 1. So he didn't come in. And that's why he didn't come in like a spring chicken, no. okay? Where he was going to fight. Right, the tune-ups, the journeyman, the gatekeepers. He went straight for the championship. So I'm going to make an argument for him is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Every single fight he's had has been that championship phase of most other fighters' career, mm -hmm. Rick, where most fighters are going to spend 15 to 20 fights yeah. fighting the aforementioned type fighters. And then they go through a run. And some of them, by the way, won't go... 14 and 0 or whatever. Some of them will, will lose and then they just never get it. This guy's fought every fight at the championship level. Yeah. No, and and you know, his career's not over. You know, at 32, he's got four, maybe five years left. Yeah. You know, there there's still some room for him to fight some of these guys at at uh I do think he has to drop in weight. You know, 135 is probably not his weight. Yeah. But he can drop to 130, you know, 126 and still have some big fights. You know, there's a lot of big names that he could fight it that yeah at that weight yeah absolutely and I think that's the other thing and we'll leave that a topic but the other thing is um, what makes some of these fighters legends and greats is that they cleaned out a division yeah okay um, you know I've been talking about you know Alexis Arguello at one thirty um, Roberto Duran at one thirty five right yeah. Marvidus Marvin Hagler at one sixty these guys cleaned out the division. Yep. And the thing is with Lomachenko, how can you clean out a division if you've only had 16 fights? Mm -hmm. And he's kind of bounced around, right? Yeah. So that's another thing that's tough to put him in that all-time greats when he, he didn't really clean out a division mm -hmm. because what is he? And we could say, people will say, well, he's not a lightweight, but yet he had every lightweight uh, uh, belt yeah, except two females. Mm -hmm. So hard to say, right? Yeah. No, it, uh, you know, but, you know, in... In saying that, you know, he beat Jose Pedraza, Anthony Carolla, and Luke yeah. Campbell to get all those belts. Right. You know, it's not a it's yeah. not a who's who of yeah. You know, I think uh, the lightweight division right now yeah. is pretty stacked, but yeah. it's it's the younger guys, the yeah, you know, the twenty two, twenty three year old um, younger guys that are going to make this division yeah. you know, great. And see, and that's a good point. He beats Tiafimo, mm -hmm. right? And he keeps going, and he beats Ryan Garcia, yeah. and he beats Devin Haney, okay? Yeah. He cleans out what we would consider to be the best lightweights today. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking all-time great. Yeah, now we're talking all-time great. Uh, but even if he, I, I think even if he drops down, you know, he, he's only had a seven-year professional career, but if he drops down, you know, fights a Shakur Stevenson, you know, in a year or two, um, you know some of the other big names. Miguel Burchelt is hanging Burchelt around at 130. Is there. Um, you know Leo the, Santa Cruz is going to be around there. Winner of Cruz and Davis, yeah. right? Um, you know you've got Oscar Valdez. You've got uh, there's just a lot of names he could fight. He could fight Gary Russell again. Um, you know and Navarrete. You know yeah. there's there, there's some big names, and if and if he dominates the 130s, 126s, you know. Now we're talking Hall of Famer, all-time great. 
Yeah, I agree. So there you go. There's our take on on Lomachenko. Sorry, we digress a bit. Yeah. Um, let's get into the news, Rick. Okay. What's going on in the world of boxing? Uh, in the world of boxing, uh, we'll start with uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, Tyson Fury says he's going to fight uh, December fourth or fifth. Uh, to, but it won't be against Wilder. Um, it'll be in England. And, um, you know, his plan is still to have one fight this year and then yeah. two with uh, Joshua next year. Yeah, that's unfortunate right now. Is mm-hmm. he, you know, are they just bargaining? Are they just trying to put the pressure on Wilder, mm-hmm. et cetera, right? And, and, and it all could be. And what happened know, to the rematch clause, right, yeah. that supposedly was etched in stone? Uh-huh. And I think they, you know, it could get litigated. It could get uh, to the point. Uh, but... Um, you know, I, I think there was a deadline. That, you know, they're running under the assumption there was a deadline to make another fight, and we they keep putting it off, putting it off. Yeah. Uh, you know, like anything, the big problem is money. You know, yeah. where are you going to get forty mil? Yeah. To pay these guys. Yeah. And who's going to watch it? No, and that's the thing. And and I think you know, especially at the heavyweight division, right? Mm-hmm. We could talk about any division, but yeah. yeah, that that fight is clamoring for you know thirty, forty thousand people in attendance. Yeah. To do it. You know, you talk about anticlimactic, you know, but, you know, here's the thing. But this is where we're at. Look at the Lomachenko and and, uh, uh, Teofimo Lopez fight. As a fan, sure, it would have been great, right, to have 15, 20, whatever thousand people there. Mm -hmm. But but did it take anything away from the fight, from a a perspective, right, from a fight fan's perspective? Not really, right? No, yeah, definitely not. Well, obviously, the rematch is the fight we want. There's only a few fights we want to see in the uh-huh. heavyweight division. We talked about that. We want to see the rematch. Uh, Fury more than likely wins just based on mm-hmm. the last performance, but who knows? We'll talk about that yeah. if and when it happens. But Fury gets by him, and then we want to see against AJ. Yeah. And right. here's the thing, like we talked about, and then I still want to see Wilder and AJ at some point. Yeah, still want to see that, you know, because um, I think Wilder has a better chance against AJ than he yep. does against Fury. I totally you know, agree. It, it uh you know, and Eddie Hearn, you know, he even came out and said, you know, Wilder may have lost his chance yeah. for a world title shot, and he might not get another one until twenty, till late 2022, maybe yeah. even 2023. Yeah, and that's really exaggerating. Yeah, that, that's when he's, he's definitely, you know, positioning yeah. himself and, right, trying to apply pressure and leverage, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. They're no. going to fight at some point. Even Fury knows it. There, there's, still, there's still too much money. Uh, those are the three best heavyweights. The three yep. heavyweights are going to yeah. produce the most amount of money. You know, they're still going to fight one another, whoever. That's right. You know, they're going to fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to make the most for everybody involved, mm-hmm. including her and his match room and everybody. Yeah. Cool, man. What's else going on? Um, also, let's see. We'll talk about the fights uh, from this past weekend uh, the Quadras uh, Estrada fight. You know, yeah. great fight. You know, definitely, I think we talked about it earlier, probably our fight of the year. Easy. Um, easy. Easy, yeah. You know, le- 11th round, TKO. Um, getting into the fight, you know, it was, uh, you know, Quadras early. Yeah. Looked really, really good. A um, lot of toe-to-toe action. Um, and then Quadras went down uh, twice. Quadras had never been stopped. Yeah. And um, I I also felt that Quadras probably, the, the referee could have stopped it yeah. after that second knockdown. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how you felt about that one. I like that to let him get up. You, you, yeah. Oh, you think they should have stopped I it? I thought they should have stopped it. No, I, I think that, especially at that weight, uh-huh. right, and especially what had transpired earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you notice, he got up and he kept punching. He did. He did. He, he had a little yeah. rally. I'll tell you what, man, again, I don't want to keep, you know, 
browbeating the the previous fight of the year with yeah. Branchik and I forget the other guy Cepeda. already. Cepeda. A, a good fight as well. In yeah. fact, I'm going to say great from an entertaining perspective. This was a fight of the year yeah. candidate, Rick. And you know what's interesting, by the way? Read ESPN if you want to. Go to their boxing section. You think they have this as a fight of the year candidate? Oh, no, probably not. <laughs> negative. Yeah. Negative. But, you know, the other guy who's there, right, who I don't consider a boxing expert at all, nothing. Yeah. Okay, but yet here we have the number three ranked WBC super flyweight uh-huh. against the WBC champion, right? Yeah. And yet, um, and what a brawl. And then, of course, you've got the third round that ended 23 seconds early. Yeah, yeah. And, he, you know, it, uh, it it was very reminiscent. I don't know if you watched the uh, first Rocky. Yeah. You know, but uh-huh. that last round yeah. was only a minute long. There yeah. Was, there was no cutaways. There yeah. was no anything. Yeah. You know, he had uh, Creed up against the ropes. <laughs> yeah. A minute which Rocky? Rocky two? It was Rocky one. Oh, okay. So the yeah. one you know that Creed won, it was a minute long. They never cut away. Yeah. They never did anything. It was just one minute. But that's as much on you know. It could have been edited out. We don't know. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I don't think they would have shorted the fight. Yeah. Especially given the way it was going, uh-huh. and and it was in Philadelphia. Yeah. So yeah, that place, Irvine, the Spectrum in Philadelphia, uh-huh. even. So you think Rocky gets an extended round, if anything? Yeah, if anything. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's as much. I think it got edited, and we just didn't see it. Yeah. But I hear you. I, I like, I like the passion on that. Here's the thing. Yeah. Okay, Rick. Um, there's some sports where there's multiple clocks in play. Yeah. Okay. We're talking professional sports here. Yeah. Right. We're not talking, you know, you and I down at the local gym, right? Mm-hmm. Rec league, where the referee's got his clock hanging from his, right, yeah. from his neck, trying to keep up with the time, and then somehow, right. Yeah. Even then, by the way, that doesn't work too bad. No. But I'm talking about. So let's look at the sports, right? Um, baseball doesn't really have any clocks, although now they have clocks yeah. on the number. You know how long they can take in between innings mm-hmm. and between pitches and all that stuff. But basketball, how many clocks does basketball have? They have. One, the game clock. Uh-huh. They have the, the twenty. Clock. They have the twenty-four second yeah. clock, and then they have the eight-second clock to cross midcourt. Yeah, right. And when have you ever seen like a twenty-four second clock go off? You know, like <laughs> twenty-three seconds early or yeah. ten seconds early, and the buzzer sound. They don't, right? Yeah. And then they go to replay and say, "Hey, we screwed up." Obviously, this is boxing, and you. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you get my point. Three clocks. Yeah. At any given point, right? And they even down to the tenths, by the way. They changed that to yeah. the tenths because it made a difference as to did the ball leave the shooter's hand. So many tenths. Hockey, right? They've got a couple clocks. Okay. Uh-huh. They have the period that's running, and then they also have in case somebody's in the penalty box. Yeah. Two minute regular penalty, five minute major for fighting, et cetera. And that's ongoing, right? Mm-hmm. Football, okay. Generally one clock, right? Got the two minute warning, right? Yeah. Um, Soccer, you've got game clock, and then you've got the penalty uh, penalty time clock. Yeah. So how many clocks? How much time does a does a boxing match have, Rick? At any one point? Yeah, just three minutes. That's it. Yeah. One clock to keep uh, track of. Yeah. And historically in boxing, whether it is the mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, George Foreman and Lyle that ends ten seconds early. Not only that, but you and I talked about. A fighter goes down, and it's up to the referee, a human being, to count to 10. One, two, WWE, we get it, right? You can go to the quick count, especially if you got, you know, um, a a, a guest referee. Yeah, shady special guest referee. Yeah, special guest referee. That's going to happen. Roddy Roddy Piper was the worst, by the way. It used to be one, two. Yeah, they had to get up right away. And and even though they would (laughs) complain about it, he'd say, hey, I'm just counting three. 
and then of course he would long count right yeah. for the for the other guy. Um, so it's just crazy that in boxing, mm-hmm. this is 2020, Rick. And they, you we know, put a guy in the moon. Yeah, the, there's technology where they could just put the the clock so everybody can see. That's it. what I mean. I was gonna yeah. say you could put your iPhone uh-huh. on a damn three minute yeah. and one minute and just set the cadence. Yeah. Right. And you know what? Because that's what I was thinking. Is like, I could solve this real easy. Mm-hmm. I could show up right with my phone and my little Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. That's it. Right. And if the bound, if the if the, if they ring the bell and say no, man, I'm, you know we still got 23 seconds mm-hmm. left. Go buy my deal. It's not that difficult. Yeah. No. And that's. Me doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And throwing down Decatas. Yeah. <laughs> and I could still figure that out. Yeah? Yeah. And it would be fine. Unbelievable, because I'm going to tell you something. Why is that big a deal? That could have changed the fight. Yeah. There was 23 seconds left. He had he he had uh, uh, Estrada down on the canvas. Mm-hmm. How do we know that the 23 seconds wouldn't have made a difference in a fight? Yeah. Quadras, however, ultimate class, super gentleman, no excuses, just gave all the credit mm-hmm. to Estrada, but he did say, hopefully this proves that I belong in the division. Yeah. He's a former champion. Of course you belong, champ. Yeah. But what he's saying is, hey, give me more more big fights. No, yeah, definitely. You know, a great fight. Um, you know, both both champions. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the uh, Chocolatito and uh, Estrada fight. Yeah. You know, coming yeah. up. Especially uh, now, especially now with what Quadras did to Estrada. Yeah. Like, he made him look human in the first three mm-hmm. rounds. I mean, I really thought the fight was over. I thought Quadras was going to finish him. Yeah. And how Estrada seemingly came back and took those punches was just, it's, it was unbelievable. No, yeah. It was it was a great fight. It was, you know, back and forth. And these, these guys were throwing. You know, there wasn't much uh, defense, you know, getting thrown out there in, no. in, in this one. No. Um, so know, we love that division. Yeah, the yeah. super flyweight. Amazing. Yeah. And then uh, Chocolatito won his uh, title. Yeah. Uh, one-sided uh, unanimous decision against yeah. uh, Israel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez had his moments early. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, he was, did. He, he did. was the taller, mm-hmm. younger fighter. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he came to fight, but you could you could tell uh, Chocolatito wore him down. Yeah. And, you know, he ran out of gas. Yeah. He, he, had his, he had his glimpses. But, you know, give him credit. Like, you know, the Ring Magazine put him on the cover a couple of months ago with yeah. Chocolatito. Is he back? I don't know if he's back to where he was when he was considered the top pound-for-pound mm-hmm. fighter for several years, seemingly, right? Yeah. But give him credit, right? He's competing yeah. at a level that, let's be honest, none of us thought he would be competing at this yeah, level. No. So I can't wait. Right, I'll yeah. tell you a guy that's hanging out there at the WBA is uh, Joshua Franco, the professor. Okay, yeah, he's he's got his rematch with uh, Maloney coming yeah. up here soon. Yeah, so the how you know how great would that be? Yeah, beat him and then you know fight the winner of that. Mm-hmm. Something else. What yeah. else is going on, Rick? Um, also on that, um, you know, the uh, fight before the uh, Chocolatito yeah. fight, it was yeah. uh, Julio Cesar Martinez. Yeah, he blew away uh, late sub. Yeah, Moises uh, Calleros. Yeah. And um, in two rounds, mm-hmm. um, but he's asking for you know the other thing in this fight yeah. is Cayeros missed the weight by five and a half pounds. Yeah, that was something so, else, <laughs> right? Come on, yeah, come on. So you know, I don't know if it was uh, prep, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, Cesar Martinez was talking about moving up in weight and yeah. you know trying to fight the Chocolatitos and the uh, you know Estradas. Yeah. At some point. We'll see. But that's, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like we've talked about this before, whether it was David Benavides. There's no excuse for missing mm-hmm. a fight, but by, by, by missing a weight by yeah, that no. much, man. 
Unbelievable. Five and a half, five and a half when you're 100 and, uh, 112. 112? Yeah, 112 pounds. Yeah, yeah 112 <laughs> pounds. Yeah that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's almost two weight divisions. He, he didn't even make the other division. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah. He, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. 116. Ban- Bantamweight is 118. Yeah. So super flyweight, by the way, is 115. It's yeah. the only division, by the way, where they only go up, um, they go three pounds. Three pounds, yeah. And then, and then you go to four pounds um, once you get to Bantamweight, uh, after Bantamweight. Mm-hmm. There you go. A lot of people don't know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, also in uh, there was... Uh, some PBC fights. Um, Sergey Lipinets. Yeah. He he fought against late sub. Yeah. Custio Clayton. Yep. And uh, fought to a majority draw. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. You know, um, Mikey Garcia, by the way, says that Sergey Lipinets was was a tough guy, right? Uh-huh. Actually, used his own ways of of describing him. You know, mm-hmm. and obviously we'll have to take his uh, his word for it, but just a whole hum fight, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, you know, no, nothing uh, too exciting. Lipinets was saying, you know, he felt the the ring rust after a year off, and yeah. uh, you know, he couldn't find his rhythm. Yep. Um, but definitely, if it late sub, you know, he probably should have won that fight. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and then um, also we've got uh, the fights coming up this weekend. Yeah, we've got. Uh, uh, in a way, versus yeah. Jason Maloney. Uh, on this will be on uh, regular ESPN. Yeah, I'm glad about that. Yeah, um, in a way's first fight in the United States, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's one of those fights where, again, right? If you're not a fight fan, boxing fan, this is like just a blip, and, and you don't really know. Uh-huh. But in a way, is one of the most. You know, he's on the pound for pound well, list. A lot of people have moved him to number one. Right now, that especially uh, now, that's right. Out. That's right, and I would agree if you've seen him fight. Yeah. Absolute war with Nonito Donaire, mm-hmm. who's going to fight coming up here as well. Yeah. Um. So I can't wait to see the fight. And Maloney's tough, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's going to be a good one. And if it's free, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm you there. Know, um. Also, the uh, zone. Yeah. They've got uh, Usyk versus uh, Derek Chisora. Yep. Uh, looking forward to that one just to kind of see. You know, Chisora is kind of the gatekeeper type heavyweight. Yeah. You know, if you can get past him, you get a move on to. To bigger and better fights, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how Usyk handles, you know, another heavyweight. Yeah, you know, so second fight in the heavyweight division, mm-hmm. right? He, he uh, second time. Um, Derek Chichora ranked number eight by the WBO, ten by the WBA, ten by the IBF, twelve by the WBC. So he's there, right? Yeah, you could say a top heavyweight contender. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's moving up. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. That's gonna be a good fight as yeah. well. And then uh, Friday night, uh, also on the zone. We've got uh, Jaime Munguia against Torino Johnson. Yep. Um, you know, also on the uh, undercard. Yeah. Um, Marlon Esparza, yeah. Salem Urpina. Yeah. And don't forget also um, Alex Rocha uh-huh. against uh, Rashidi Ellis. Rashidi Ellis. Looking forward to that one. That's yeah. Gonna be good that's going to be a real, that's going to be a yeah. real good one, man. Those guys are. It's interesting, but it's almost like, unfortunately, right for them, mm-hmm. um, they're under Golden Boy. Yeah. And that just pretty much makes you aware, right? That if they can't make fights outside, then you make them internal. Yeah. And what yeah. are you going to do? And, and and I don't, I like it, but I don't like it because both of these guys mm-hmm. are, are in the top 15 welterweight. Yeah. WBC, w, you know, IBF, they're both in the top 15. And unfortunately, one of them's probably going to drop after this. Yeah. And it's definitely going to be a little bit of a setback, but I think they're both young enough where they can bounce back, you know, from it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really looking forward to that fight. You know, yeah. It, it'll be a good one to watch. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, remember, um, 
Lazaro Lorenzana, mm-hmm. our local welterweight, our local super uh, um, welterweight, I should say. Sorry, he uh, that's when he was telling us he was sparring with. Yeah, so that that's that's gonna be a good fight. No, yeah, definitely looking for them. To that Biggest one. fight of their career. No, yeah, turning point. So it, we'll see. Uh, you know, the winner definitely looks uh, you know to bigger and better things. Yeah, for sure. Coming up. Uh huh. Um, and then that leads us into um, you know. The pay-per-view for the weekend. Yeah. You know, Gervonta Davis. Did you say pay-per-view? Yes. Did you say pay-per-view? Pay-per-view. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait a minute. So we just saw Lomachenko and uh-huh. Tufimo Lopez, right? Yeah. Pound for pound, number one fighter against Tufimo Lopez, one of the hottest prospects. Uh-huh. Thunder in his hands. Yeah. Right? And and we didn't pay anything for it, Rick. Yeah. I watched it on ESPN, so I'm sorry. You're saying pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Wow. Yeah. What are they asking for it? Uh, 75 bucks. Wow, yeah, interesting. It's, it's uh, you know, it's gonna be tough. I they never really release the pay per view numbers after yeah. they didn't. Not like back in the day, yeah. where you know, uh, De La Hoya would fight at Trinidad. And, oh, yeah. you know, two yeah. million, yeah. you know, buys. You know, they would publish it now. Right. You know, it's a secret because yeah, I think they're mm-hmm. upset with what it's gonna do. Speaking of, by the way, they released the numbers on the uh, Lomachenko and uh, Tufimo fight, right? Yeah. Yeah, didn't it? It did pretty good. Didn't yeah, it, it did. It was like uh, the most watched uh, boxing event, and mm-hmm. I, I forget how many years. But uh... I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you that um, that particular fight, you had a lot of fans that were not boxing fans mm-hmm. that became boxing fans watching that fight, just yeah. because they understood the magnitude and the buzz of it, right? So it is what it is, you know. Again, um, you'll see reading that book. For everybody to know, Rick got the book, uh, the Wilfredo Bazooka Gomez book, mm-hmm. considered to be the number one Puerto Rican fighter of all time. None of those fights were on pay per view. Yeah. All right. Now, toward the end, they, you know, Bob Arum, you know, discovered closed circuit television, so we've had to watch him on that BS, right? Mm-hmm. But you're talking seventeen thousand fans. These fights were in the afternoon, right? Kind of like Ryan Garcia's fights been moved to. Yeah. But they were like on the worldwide sports, CBS. That's how we became boxing fans because I'll be honest, let's think about it. Even from my perspective, I watched, um, it was on ABC. I may be wrong, but it was on regular television. It was on a little 13-inch black and white television um, in the back of my parents' place when I saw Wilfredo Benitez and Sugar Ray Leonard. If I hadn't watched that fight, I'm probably not enthralled and immersed in the sport. Mm -hmm. So how do you get, you know, a little kid into boxing who doesn't even get to watch boxing? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a little tough. You know, the the numbers for that uh, Lomachenko Lopez. You know, they were at it peaked at three million television viewers. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Um, it was also the most streamed boxing event ever. No kidding. You know, wow. So, um, wow. you know, a lot of people were watching it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it made it the, uh, the most viewed boxing telecast across yeah. all cable networks since 2019. Yeah, so 2019. Yeah, that's yeah. not that long it's not ago. Not that long but. ago, but uh, it. Uh, so you're gonna say you since know, like I, I 1974. Remember, you know, you know. You know. I just wanted to correct myself because it said it was a couple of years, but you know, now it was, it was only one year. But uh, yeah, it. Uh, but still, it definitely shows. Yeah, I, I don't know how many people are gonna. Yeah. Buy the Javante uh, Davis, um, you know, Leo Santa yeah. Cruz, because in boxing. These are big names. Yeah. Outside of boxing, not really big names. Yeah. And that's, uh, no, and you're absolutely right. You're, you're 100% mm-hmm. right. And, you know, um, from from a viewer's perspective, 
like you yeah. said, even though it's only one year, and I and I and I joke about that. That's still a long time. Yeah. You think about it. Other sports don't go a whole year before they're topped in the ratings, right? Yeah. Baseball, basketball, it's usually like this is the highest rating since the last put. Now boxing. We have to yeah. wait a whole year before a fight gets topped. Yeah. Okay, that being said, okay, um, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to break that fight down. Break down. Break down the tail of tape. And then who we think comes out and wins. Mm-hmm. Of course, before we get to that, we'll be talking about um, what Vegas currently has yeah. or as the odds. A lot of good stuff. We'll be right back, folks. Make you some money. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado is back. Rick, one thing I haven't mentioned, and we'll have to show it on Instagram, is a championship belt that's right in front of us, man. Yeah, you know, very uh, impressive. Uh, you know, the WBC championship yeah. belt in, in, a, in the leather-bound case. That's you right. Know, beautiful. That's exactly right. So finally, you know, maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll put this, uh, this video, little vignette here on, uh, uh-huh. on Instagram. But there you go. There's the belt, There's official the belt. WBC uh-huh. belt. Sent to us, right? Um, we were voted, right? The uh-huh. hottest, most popular new boxing podcast for 2020. So it's there you go. Hear, yeah. There's there's our championship belt, right? Yeah, amazing, right? Yeah. After amazing. you know 18 episodes, belt. yeah, it's the real deal. So we'll have to take you know like they do you know with the Stanley Cup, they get to take it home to their uh-huh. hometown and whatever. So let me know if you want to you want to take it for a couple weeks. Grocery store. You yes, know, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Take it to your hometown. Uh-huh. It wouldn't be right. Um, a surprise, like even if you take it to San Diego mm-hmm. where you grew up, yeah. and maybe even a little parade, yeah, you in the back of yeah. a car with the championship, with the championship belt. belt, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, I could totally see that. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'll do the same thing. I'll go back to I grew up in Atwater, so uh-huh. maybe I go back to Atwater just to show that you know I finally brought home the belt, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, you know, in in my neighborhood, <laughs> I was always the champ. Right, just right. never had the belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. And whatever, yeah. you know, whether it was baseball or, you know, yeah. I know. So there you go. So, yeah, for Instagram folks, maybe we'll post this video. There's your championship belt. There it is. We did it. All right. We're now champs. All right. So let's get into the fight, Rick. Let's okay. get into the fight. Gervonta Davis, um, Leo Santa Cruz, 130 pounds, right? And 135 pound championship is on the line. Right, mm-hmm. um, the 135 pound championship belongs to oh, Tiafimo Lopez. Right, with yeah. Tiafimo Lopez. So, which championship belt can they possibly yeah. be fighting for then? <laughs> the silver, <laughs> right? Know, who knows? Yeah, what the... yeah, some bogus title that Javante yeah. Davis has, but yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever that that BS it, belt is it, up for is up for it's claims, on the line, right? Yeah. It's on the line, right? Um, it and it's really at 130 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. It's Leo Santo Cruz's uh, WBA. Championship, yeah, that's on the line. And again, why do they create all these belts? Because they know, right? Like the WBA has the super uh, championship. If you hold one of their belts and somebody else's, they also do it so that they can continue to make money, sanctioning their fights, right? Yeah. Because there's no way in hell that you're going to have a belt for all four divisions or all four sanctioning bodies like Teofimo and be able to fight all of their mandatories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no You'd way. be running in circles, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, so let's go. So here's the tail of the tape, Rick, okay? Leo Santa Cruz, 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Davis, 25 years old. Yeah. Davis, the younger fighter, okay? Uh, Leo Santa Cruz, 5'7". Javante um, Davis, 
Uh, yeah, a little. I, I say five seven. More like five seven a little bit. Let's just go even numbers. Mm-hmm. Five seven and Davis is five five. Yeah. So a couple inch reach, sixty nine inches to Leo Santa Cruz, uh, Davis sixty seven and a half. So about an inch and a half advantage to Leo Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's go into the to the to the intangibles, right? The things that that matter when we're looking at at these fights. Experience, right? Who's had more fights? Who's fought the better fighters? Mm-hmm. Looking at their resume, okay. I didn't go over the records, right? So Leo Santa Cruz, thirty-seven and one, yep. and uh, Gervonta Davis is. Sorry, I lost some there. Gervonta Davis, twenty-three and zero. Yeah. Okay, undefeated. Leo Santa Cruz's only loss, of course, was to uh, Carl Frampton, mm-hmm. right? In a good fight of, of a, a loss that he avenged. In a rematch, in spectacular fashion, by the way. Okay, yeah. so when you look at the experience, so let's start there. Who's got more experience? Um, you okay. know that that edge, yeah, would would definitely have to go to uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Let's go to Santa Cruz. Yeah, you know he's been fighting, you know, since two thousand six. Yes. So you know, fourteen years, uh, he's got, you know, the uh, thirty nine fights. Yeah, uh, definitely experience goes to um, Leo Santa Cruz. Without a doubt, and the better fighters, right? That he's yeah. that he's been in against Carl Frampton, right? Champion, um, Abner Morris twice, mm-hmm. which we've seen Abner Morris, right? Two weight division champion. So he's been in some wars and some and some some really good fights. Yeah. Okay, um, and of course, compared to Javante Davis, right? If you look at his record at twenty three and zero, you start to say, well, who's he fought? Well, you know. If Yuriyoki Gamboa is the biggest name, then you know you've got an issue, right? Yeah. And that was a faded Yuriyoki Gamboa who he struggled with against, but he's beaten Jose Pedraza, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Francisco Fonseca, who yeah. uh, Ryan Garcia knocked out in the first round. That's right. Uh, he, he knocked him out in the eighth. Right. Right. So, you know, again, it's not like um, you know Pedraza when he fought him. By the way, Pedraza was undefeated at twenty-two and zero. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was, and he, he beat him by by TKO. So it's not like Davis over his last ten fights has been fighting garbage. He's fighting fighters that would be considered among the best yeah. in that division. Okay, but yeah, on experience and whatnot, we can give that to Cruz and and the opponents. What's interesting here, right? The biggest, the biggest issue, or I should say, the biggest um, opportunity for both is the size and the weight, yeah. right? That's the whole thing with these guys because Leo Santa Cruz is, and they say he's moving up. He's fought at 130 several times, right? Yeah. But this is a guy that started as the bantamweight championship, Rick. Uh-huh. He started at bantamweight, right, and has and has worked his way up to the uh, super featherweight, which is basically 130 pounds. Yeah. Whereas Gervonta Davis, this is more his natural weight. In fact, mm-hmm. right, the big question is, can he make can 130 he make pounds? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know the um, the weight uh, seems to be an issue. If uh, you know Javante Davis, I think he struggled to to make weight uh, against Gambo in several fights. Actually, yeah, that's right. You know where he's he's failed to make weight. Um, that's going to probably be the key to this fight. Was he able to make weight easily? Is he? Yeah. You know, is he going to be really drained when he weighs in? You know, on Friday. Yeah. Um, you know those are, those are, those will be the questions. Santa Cruz, he's going to come in shape. Always comes in shape, you know. He's yeah. going gonna to make, you know, he's moving up. It's going to make the weight easy. Yeah, that's not going to be a yeah. problem for him. We say he's moving up, but he's fighting at one thirty. That's yeah. what he's fought at. Mm-hmm. That's what he's fought at. That's why when people are, you know, he's fighting at one thirty. Yeah. 
Gervonta Davis's last fight was at lightweight. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's when he fought Yoriokis Gamboa. Yeah. Um, he fought at 130 before that, but he really struggled to make the weight against Gamboa, yeah. right? Of course, he's 5'5", five five, but he's very stocky. He's very thick. Yeah. Right? So that, so hence, there's there's challenges there. And he puts course, out a lot of weight in between fights. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. There's there's the discipline piece, right? Mm-hmm. There's the discipline. Oh, a la Roberto Duran, same thing. Yeah. Told you I'm almost done reading that book, right? The contrast between him and Alexis Arguello. Couldn't be wider in every way. Yeah. Arguello, the consummate professional, gentleman, always stayed in shape. Duran, good luck. Yeah. I'll share some stories next week on that book from Christian Judici, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So yes, right? Not the most disciplined. That's why we're calling into question whether or not he's going to make weight. So yeah. We have to assume that he's going to make weight. Yeah. What we don't know, however, is how difficult he has to work to make weight because mm-hmm. that can be a factor. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 that's going to be probably the the biggest factor in this fight, uh, for me, is what kind of shape is he coming in, um, from from what everything I've read and heard, he's been training for this fight for fourteen weeks. Yeah, so he sh- he should be in shape. He should be ready to go. Staying on that, you know, on that on that Duran reference, right? Mm-hmm. Duran fought best and prepared best. When he was motivated the best. Yeah. Okay. When he, you know, was fighting like Sugar Ray Leonard, he was the most disciplined, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, there's stories about Duran, even during training camp, going out to nightclubs, hanging out with the celebrities, the partying, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but the bigger the fight, the more focused he was. So I was thinking about that with Davis, right? Yeah. Maybe this is what he needs because this is clearly the biggest fight in his career. We talked about experience, and yeah, Leo Santa Cruz has been in these kind of fights. Yeah. Both Abner Morris fights, the Frampton fights, huge, huge, huge. This by far is Gervonta Davis's biggest fight. And so if he's focused, Rick, and if he's at a good training camp, and if he comes in in tip-top shape at 130, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be a tough fight. And yeah. that would change your opinion. Now, I'll tell you whose opinion is not changing, Yeah. okay? Is is the odds makers? Yeah, because the odds makers have this fight already. Um, depending uh, on an average, they've got it at about minus seven hundred for okay. G- for Gervonta Davis. That's, so that's huge, seven to one. Yeah, you know, odds. You know, yep. To make it easier for the listeners, but yes, yeah, you know, seven to one. Yep, that's seven to one on. So yeah. that that's that's pretty big, yeah. right? That being said, what were the odds last week? With Lomachenko, about four to one. Yeah. Right? Four to one for Lomachenko. So some, yeah. So, you know, so let's not get too carried away, right? Mm-hmm. They could be wrong. Mayweather won his, you know, his money by you know, putting down twenty thousand cash. Yeah. Um the fight going over ten rounds is at minus one and a half. Okay. okay. So that's like almost even money. Yeah. Right. That is actually a good bet. You know. Yeah. Neither one of these guys have been knocked out before. Mm-hmm. You know. So you know you're looking at that. You know. Right. You, you you could see that. Here's an interesting one. Fight goes to decision plus one ten. Plus one ten. Okay. So they're saying it's There's, not going to yeah, go to a decision. That it should. Uh, yeah. That is probably be a knockout. At one it point. should be a knockout. Yeah. That's exactly what they're saying. Okay. Davis, um, winning by TKO or KO. Minus one ten. Okay. Okay. Here's the here's some interesting ones that you'll say, wow, like and this tells you a lot. Cruz, the same 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 proposition bet. Yeah. Cruz wins by TKO or KO plus fourteen hundred. 
<laughs> 14 to 1 odds. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh 14 to 1 yeah. odds. Yeah. It kind of you, you just by looking at records and I yeah. think uh, a lot of the you know, Vegas sets their lines on yeah. you know, looking at records where they think people are going to put their money. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of makes sense. You know, yeah. probably about half of uh Santa Cruz's fights, his yeah. wins, and yeah. knockout. Only half. Only half? Only half. Yeah. And then there's the other crazy ones, right? Like yeah. Santa Cruz winning in round one, 150 to one. Okay. So it's not going to happen. Yeah. That, uh-huh. is, is what they're saying. Um, so like I said, I can go all the way down mm-hmm. here. I can go, I, I can keep going all the way down and kind of looking at the, yeah, but, but, and everything favors, um, Davis. Davis, yeah. Everything favors Davis, whether it is a, goes to decision. Or goes by knockout. Yeah. Every every single line favors Gervonta. Obviously, right? If he's if he's favored at seven to one, yeah. You know everything's going to favor him. But it's just kind of interesting when you start looking at the individual propositions. Not only is he favored, but they don't think Cruz has any shot. Yeah. Or 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 minimal yeah. to win either by knockout or decision because it's not like you know sometimes right they'll say hey if the fight goes through decision. Fighter A wins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if it's a knockout, it's going to be fighter B that takes him out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not in this case. No. They're saying in this case, fighter A has the best opportunity to win, whether it is a decision or, knockout. or a knockout. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, it you know, it uh, definitely, everything seems to, f- to favor, you know, Gervonta Davis. Uh, the weight, you know, the... Uh, Maybe the height might give uh, you know Davis a little problems, you know, because uh, Le- Santa Cruz is a little bit uh, taller. Yeah, he's got a longer reach. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much where the like the, the only advantage is, you know, um, Leo Santa Cruz is gonna have to box, mm-hmm. you know, and he's gonna have to um, make Javante um, Davis miss. Okay, so let's get into that. Good, yeah. great segue. So their styles, right? Mm-hmm. I would say they're both somewhat boxer punchers, yeah. right? Leo Santa Cruz is definitely a very busy fighter. That's mm-hmm. what he's known for, right? If you want to look up those numbers, like one of the busier fighters of the modern era since they started doing the CompuStat on, on yeah. punches, right? Um, and so, okay, right? So he's a busy fighter. And Gervonta Davis, though, more boxer puncher, maybe even more puncher than boxer, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of similar styles. But here's the thing. I don't think Santa Cruz, okay, has – can he get that busy against – even though he's not a bigger man, but Davis is the bigger man. He's thicker, stronger, I would think, right? Yeah. So can he use that activeness to his advantage against a bigger fighter? Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be uh, it's it would be easier for him if he was uh, you know twenty five. Yeah, you know, just kind of uh, how Davis is. Yeah, uh, the younger fighter, you know, is probably you know going to be a moving a little bit better. Yeah, than, uh, than the older fighter. Thirty two you know, to twenty five is, yeah. is is a is a difference. It's yeah, it's a, it, you know boxing, especially at the lighter weights, that thirty two. Yeah, you know. Um, a lot of people felt Chocolatito was washed up at 32. Right, you right. Know, so um, now a resurgence. So. Yeah. So um, you know that it, it, Santa Cruz is going to have to um, definitely outbox Gervonta Davis. Whether or not he's uh, young enough to do it, moves well enough to do it, you know, we'll, we'll kind of have to see. 
Well, he's going to have to. So yeah. let, let's talk about that, right? So just like we broke down uh, Teofimo and Lomoth. Mm-hmm. So keys to the fight, yeah. right? What does stay there? So what does uh, Santa Cruz have to do to win the fight? He's going to have to stay outside, you know, use his jab. Yeah. You know, um, frustrate uh, Davis. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's going to have to be the more mobile of the two. Yeah. And I don't know if he can do it. Yeah, I would say so. Keys for I would agree. He it's got to be a very much a stick and move. Yeah, very much combinations in and out. Mm-hmm. Got to uh, definitely has to change angles. Yeah, on on Davis, right? Definitely not gonna be able to stand there and trade with can, him. Can't make it a war. No, as soon as he makes it no. a war, it's not gonna know, work. It's, it's not, not gonna work. work. That could work against even though it didn't work against Frampton, by the yeah. way. And this is what concerns me with Santa Cruz. Um, Fr- Frampton just outfought him. Yeah. Right. He outfought him, and that was at that was a lower weight. That was at 126. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came back to second fight and fought a much smarter fight. Yeah. He outboxed Frampton. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is not Frampton. This is a bigger, thicker Frampton who hits harder, who is faster, who mm-hmm. is younger. Right. Yeah. So he's going to have to outbox him. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be. This is different than the fight we just saw with Teofimo and Lomachenko, yeah. but it's not that far off, okay? No. Um, he is going to have to put on a masterful boxing performance mm-hmm. for 12 rounds. Here's the difference, by the way. In in the uh, Teofimo-Lomachenko mm-hmm. fight, Teofimo put enough rounds in the bank, and I didn't think that Lomachenko was going to be able to knock out Teofimo. Yeah. He's too big and too mm-hmm. strong because Teofimo was the bigger man, and he yeah. still outboxed him. But... And the Vegas numbers prove it. Okay, um, I think that that Leo Santa Cruz could get knocked out. He could. So he yeah. he could outbox him for eight or nine rounds, yeah. right? But if he gets caught in late in the late in the fight, it it could happen. So that's what Leo Santa Cruz has to do. Clearly, he has to box him. He has to he has to fight in spurts. Yeah. Right. He has to frustrate him. Move in angles. What does Gervonta Davis has to do, Rick? Gervonta uh, Davis has he has just. Uh, Try to get inside. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Avoid avoid the jab. You know, get inside. M- make it a war. Yeah. You know, get Santa Cruz to engage. Yeah. And, um, you know, if if the more he can get him to engage and, and trade with him, the the heavier it goes into uh, Javante Davis's uh, favor. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things, right, where he has to turn – Leo Santa Cruz's busyness mm-hmm. into what I call active laziness. Yeah. Where it looks like the other fighter is busy, but it's not having a lot of impact, right? Mm-hmm. He has to cut off the ring. He has to bully him. Yeah. He has to turn this into into a dirty fight. Very similar, by the way, to the the, the first Duran Leonard fight. That's what yeah. Duran did. In fact, Duran did that against a lot of opponents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brushing his head, you know, raking the eyes with the glove, right? Watch those fights. That's what Gervonta Davis has to do. Mm-hmm. Gervonta Davis shouldn't look to outbox Leo Santa Cruz because he has the physical advantage. So don't give your opponent, right, the advantage that you already have. Don't give it away. We've seen that before, yeah. right? You don't have to outbox him. Although we can make a case, like, who's the faster fighter, yeah. Davis or Santa Cruz? Yeah. I, I would it, probably say Davis is yeah, faster. It could be, yeah. So you think about that. So now you got you're faster and you're stronger. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for disaster, Rick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we go back to point number one: Is he disciplined enough? Is he showing up to mm-hmm. the fight in shape and ready to go? 
Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So now we've broken down what style both fighters need yeah. to fight. The experience, the tail of the tape. You know what's coming, Rick. Yeah. The prediction time. You know what's coming. Right. You know what's coming. So all that being said, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And you nailed the Lomachenko Teofimo yeah. fight. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. In fact, I got messages saying, hey, see if you can put your podcast out by Monday night. Yeah. 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 That's so how quickly they want this, Rick. So yeah. here we go. If I had a drum beat, maybe I'll find a, mm-hmm. a, a drum beat audio and put it in here. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna give it a little pause here, a little like you know theatrical pause. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. find that. All right. Who do you have, Rick, in this fight? And I and and after you say the the what, I want more specificity. Okay. Okay. If you think it's gonna be a knockout, I want to know what round. Okay. If no, no, if, no. if it's gonna be a decision, uh-huh. we're at a point now where give me the scores. Yeah. Um, Not just unanimous decision, you know. Uh-huh. So here you go. What do you got, Rick? Uh, you know, I, I, I all week I've been, you know, going back and forth. Um, and you know, as much as I want to pick Leo Santa Cruz, yeah, I'm going Javante Davis. Yeah. Ko ten. Wow. Ko and ten. Ten. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever predicted a ko, Rick. Um, no, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Course, Have you yeah. predicted a KO? Yeah. Wow. You know, and it, uh, well, let, well, let me finish that and been right about it. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I haven't been wrong yet. You know, like as as I don't, as, you'd as, have you'd have to remind me where as, you've been right about a knockout. The, you know, as we have it on the you know yeah on the air. You know, I, I yeah. correctly predicted the uh, Pacquiao Thurman. Um, you know it, uh, and this uh-huh. was even before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. We but, have no record of that. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah we, we wouldn't know. But, I was standing next to you to the fight. I, you, yeah. you can confirm I called it before the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I just think, and, and, and you know, unfortunately, it comes down to if he's in shape. Yeah. If he's, in, I think he's in shape. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be in shape. This is Mayweather's fighter. Yeah. Mayweather's probably been training him the whole time. Yeah. Or at least they're overseeing to make sure, you know. He's gotten in a lot of trouble, you yeah. know, with, with the law, with the domestic violence, with this, that, and the other. If he loses this fight, yeah, you know, now he starts heading into Adrian Broner territory. Yeah, that's right. Where you yeah. know he he's going to train hard. He's going to, you know, and unfortunately with uh, Leo Santa Cruz, uh, you know, there's a lot going on with, in his life right now. Yeah, you know, and maybe yeah. it's, it's going to detract a little bit from. Um, I think Leo Santa Cruz. Has the bigger heart. Yeah. Being the older fighter yeah. and just, you know, it, uh, he just doesn't have the punch, I think. Yeah. To keep, um, Davis honest. Yeah. You know, and, I, and that's a great point yeah. because, again, you could be the busy fighter. Yeah. But if you're just kind of pity pattering around, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Right. But never underestimate the heart of a champion and right? believe me yeah i hate myself for making that pick yeah you know yeah. i do not want to make that pick but yeah well i didn't my, a, my, i didn't i didn't ask my you my brain is telling me this yeah. is this is what i see and that's fine yeah cuz yeah. the question wasn't you know who would you like to yeah. see win yeah no right the question is who do you think's yeah. going to win all right and so for the record here uh-huh. rick has Gervonta davis in a 10 round TKO, KO, stoppage, yeah. Yeah. right? And it's interesting because I saw you take a note down mm-hmm. when I gave you the big number yeah. on the uh, on the odds of the knockout yeah. for Davis. So that's good. You what, know, do we, you, what do we have on? Uh, 
Davis knockout 10. Davis knockout 10. Let me see what I got. Davis, let's see. Davis wins in round 10 plus 1,200. Oh, see, that's, that's easy yeah. money right there. Yeah, yeah. It's almost even, so they're saying that it's possible, yeah. right? Because it's uh, plus 1,200 or plus 120? Plus 1,200. It's plus twelve hundred. Oh, okay. So that's that's yeah. That's one hundred twelve to one. Yeah, twelve to one, twelve to one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, expect so, that line to move, right? <laughs> well, now, yeah, now, <laughs> now it's gonna move. Now it's gonna move big time. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the fight. Yeah, the you know, the fight won't start in round eleven. Is minus one thirty five. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. You know, so there there you have it. So that's Rick's prediction. Mm-hmm. Okay. You made some really very salient points, right? Uh-huh. Which is if, and that's a good point. If 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 to if to if um, Leo Santa Cruz is able to hit Davis, yeah. can he hurt Davis? I don't think he can. Yeah, see, that's yeah, the thing, I'm, right? He, he never, right? With Frampton, he mm-hmm. wasn't able to do it. Wasn't able with to Morris. Do it. You know, and just looking at, you know, the fights that he's had, yeah, his last knockout was in 2017. Right. You know, and, and, right. and we're talking Chris Avalos. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then before that, you know, yeah. the, the knockout before that was Kiko Martinez. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's not going to knock him out. No, That's the thing. So no, we, we all and, agree he's not going to be able to knock him out. And, you know, he had the two Mars fights. You know, I just, if, if I'm comparing Javante yeah. Davis, Abner Mars. You know, Jermonte Davis is the, is the is the better fighter. Yeah, exactly, and and he's got to move up. Yeah, in weight. Exactly. Okay, your opinion. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying now, when you say he's the better fighter, um, he's the better fighter in this fight in yeah. this matchup. Okay. Yeah. Historically, I think Leo Santa Cruz is a better fighter, yeah. but in this particular fight, comparing the both mm-hmm. of them. So here's what I'm going to go with. I was comparing Mares and Davis. Not, oh, okay. Not, I not see Santa Cruz and yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. No, okay, that's that's a good point. Thanks yeah. for clarifying that. Sometimes you go astray on me. Yeah. Um, okay, so who do I got? Yeah. Right? Because this is big. Uh-huh. I've been on point as well uh-huh. with some fights. Biggest one I called, by the way, was uh, who was the fight when we were at the forum? Oh, Mikey Garcia and Adrian Brown, remember? The guys in the parking lot at the forum were talking uh-huh. about how Garcia had no shot. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. And they were like, he has no shot. I said, guys, it's going to be a simple Oh, and uh, you know, before we move on, yeah, yeah, you know, I forgot to bring this up in the news. Yeah, Adrian Broner's talking yeah. about a comeback. Oh, is he a you know, comeback? He's yeah. not retired. Yeah, well, you know, he hasn't retired. fought in a long time. Yeah, I know, but he's yeah. not even retired. Yeah. You can't make a comeback. His, what are you talking his about? His last fight you know? was the Pacquiao one. Yeah, you know, that, and how long was that? Two, three years. That's right. Was yeah. that? So he's coming back. Yeah, that was in Vegas, watching the fight yeah. in the uh, in the hallways at the Circus Circus, at the circus right? Circus, yeah. With the wedding uh, party buying us uh, drinks because we had the fight on my. On my personal iPad, yeah, yeah. But, but back to your pick, back to your pick. Yeah, I know you're trying. You're, you're trying to throw me off. Yeah. I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, that's like you're doing the Ollie yeah. shuffle. Yeah, <laughs> no, not landing any punches, right? But trying to throw me <laughs> off. Yeah, and I was still coming forward, regardless. Um, okay, no surprise. Okay, yeah. now who do I want to win? That's not what we're asking here, yeah. right? It's who do I think is going to win? And we have to be, we're legitimate boxing journalists. Mm-hmm. We're experts. I think Gervonta Davis is going to win. Yeah. Okay. If I had to go to the booth and bet money. Now, you remember a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about Ruben Villa yeah. and Emmanuel Navarrete, although it was closer than you thought. Yeah. Okay. Again, 
people spotted me, right, in, in shades and a hat yeah. at the betting window putting money on Navaretti, okay? Uh-huh. Because I was as just as much trying to make it entertaining. Yeah. I think Gervontes Davis wins, but I think it's going to be a unanimous decision. Uh-huh. I think that um, the conditioning is going to be a factor, uh-huh. and I don't think he's going to be able to finish Santa Cruz. I think Santa Cruz, to your point, does not have the ability to hurt him, even in volume, mm-hmm. because he just doesn't hit hard enough at that weight. Yeah. I think that Davis is going to be focused because he even he realizes this is the biggest fight. Mm-hmm. You know, Mayweather as his promoter, this is as big a fight as he's going to have yeah. ever. This fight catapults him into that category where he can start making demands, right? Mm-hmm. This fight, maybe you get a Lomachenko, right? Maybe you get a Devin Haney, whatever. This puts him in that discussion. Ryan Garcia has been calling him out. Ryan Garcia, right. This puts him in that category. It's a huge stretch for, uh-huh. you know, obviously one of our favorite fighters, Leo Santa Cruz, yeah. right? Been a warrior, you know, but. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But it puts him in that category, okay? Reminiscent, I hate to say it, Rick, reminiscent of Alexis Arguello and Aaron Pryor. Mm-hmm. When Alexis Arguello, toward the end of his career, came up and challenged Aaron Pryor at the 140-pound weight. And it was a little bit too much for Arguello. Later in his career, now, in their prime, they fight at 126? Yeah. I'm going with Santa Cruz all day long. No, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No problem. Uh Now, 122. But this is 130. This is Gervonta Davis in his prime, 25 years old. This Mm -hmm. is Gervonta Davis' biggest fight of his career. Has to be disciplined. The springboard to bigger things. I don't think he comes in unprepared. Okay, mm-hmm. I think he comes in ready. Um, I wouldn't be surprised by a knockout. Okay, yeah. I would not, or a no. stop, or some kind of a stoppage. Mm-hmm. We say knockout, right? I'm talking about. We say knockout. You know, but you can see like late in the fight. Yes, Santa Cruz is getting beat up a little bit. Somebody yeah. stops it. Yes, or, that's know, exactly or what I'm cut, saying. Or, right. You know, um, that that's where I'm seeing. I I don't think right. it's going to be like. You know, Pacquiao getting knocked out and not yeah. moving for you know, yeah, for a minute. I, I'm one of I'm my thinking, favorite fights of all time, by yeah. the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm thinking more along the lines of he's taking some extra punishment, and you know, let's stop the fight. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. Okay, if, if we were measuring this fight on heart, on determination, mm-hmm. guts, and all that, you know, Leo Santa Cruz takes it away without a doubt. Yeah, but if we're basing it on you know, Rick, right? Yeah, you've got you know. $10,000 or forget about that. You've got your boxing IQ and credibility at stake. Yeah. Who are you taking in this fight? It is a very logical choice to go with Gervonta Davis. Yeah. We're not the only ones, obviously. Seven to one favorite. Mm-hmm. Again, Loma was a four to one favorite. Yeah. I, but here's the thing Loma was a four to one favorite, but he was fighting, right? A young beast mm-hmm. who was up and coming. And we knew that because yeah. we've seen enough fights. This isn't. This is a 32-year-old Leo Santa Cruz mm-hmm. who is clearly stretching himself. Um, you know, you take a look at, you know, Mikey Garcia fighting, uh, you know, Spence Jr. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Spence Jr., I think, is a much better fighter, a lot more disciplined than Davis. Yeah. But I think that that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I just, you know, I wanted to find some advantages for, for Santa Cruz, but... Um... You know, even the fights that uh, the big fights that he won were close fights. You know, I, yeah. I I don't see this one. You know, being that close. Yeah. You know, where if they're both twenty five, 
you know, we're having a different discussion. That's what I'm you saying. Know, but, Both 25, you know, it, and they'd, they'd be at a lighter weight division. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, David, we didn't even touch on the fact that uh, Javante Davis is southpaw. Right. No, you know, that's exactly that, that's right. That's going to give him problems as well. That's exactly right. Um, 100%. You know, I just think, yeah, the, the, the younger fighter, the younger, stronger fighter, just like we had in Loma versus Lopez, the younger, stronger fighter, and if he's well-prepared, you know, wins this fight, I think, easy. Yeah, I I agree. I don't know about easy. I think I think it'll be a struggle because of what Julio Santa Cruz is, especially yeah. at in the beginning. But he's gonna have to, you know, forget about getting on your bicycle. Can't win it on your bike. Yeah. But he's gonna have to just completely outbox him for twelve rounds. Because yeah. I don't think he can. He's gonna be able to to knock him out. Yes. Okay. Gervonta Davis had a very kind of a listless, uninspired performance against Yuriokis Gamboa in his last but, fight. But who gets up for Gamboa? Right, <laughs> right. And and that was at lightweight, right, kind of a meaningless. I don't yeah. think he does that. I think he understands, mm-hmm. like I said, the magnitude of this fight and how this could make or break his career yeah. from because you've got two paths right now at this yeah. point. You can go to path A or path B. Mm-hmm. Path B is not desirable for Gervonta Tank Davis. Yeah. I guarantee you, man. No, yeah, you know, and you know, we we want to, you know, I want to put this out there. You know, if if he comes in about three pounds heavy, you know, I I, I should be able to change my pick. Can't do that, Rick. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. Yeah, there's no. Uh, you know, yeah, other, no. you know, a lot of these sports writers they yeah. wait until after the weigh-in to right. make their pick. That's right. You know, I'm doing it on the Monday before. That's what we do, right? Because yeah. let, let me tell you something. Yeah, you can't go right yeah. to that. You know, to that window at the Circus Circus or at Pala or wherever. You can on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could take back your bet once you oh, make no, you it. Oh, no, you can't take back it. You yeah, know, but, I don't but, think you could do that. But if you're betting on boxing, you're not making your bet until Saturday. Well, some people do, Rick, yeah. not the good ones, because yeah. the odds are going to change on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. When guys like me, like you know, when, when the whales go in uh-huh. and drop the heavy money and yeah. you wish you'd put your bet in on Friday, uh-huh. right, that's a, that's a swing of about a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's something that, you know, people don't even think about that kind of money, yeah. right? Um. So there you have it, man. That's yeah, a good no. breakdown. I mean, I don't know what else people people you know, need to I'm, know. I'm definitely, you know, I'm looking forward to this at fight. the Alamo like, Dome. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested. You know, yeah. pe- uh, there are going to be uh, people in the stands. Yeah, you know, so um, you know, really looking forward to this fight, seeing how it all plays out. Um, I just think, you know, I think I think even if we're talking three years ago, yeah, Leo Santa Cruz has a better shot. Well, every year that goes by, yeah. right, it, it kind of works against them and it works in Davis's favor, mm-hmm. absolutely. But I think the weight is a big deal. I think the fact that, you know, the 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 wars that Santa Cruz mm-hmm. has been in. There's a lot of miles. Again, um, though, right, here's the thing. Um, you know, super motivated guy, right, mm-hmm. very inspirational, fighting it, doing it for his family, doing yeah. it for his dad, right? And that's the thing. You notice that in all this conversation, none of it is there going to be, is Santa Cruz going to be ready? Is Santa Cruz going to be physically in shape? Yeah. There's no doubt about it, right? You just hope that he has the right game plan to execute that. But Mm -hmm. can he execute that for 12 rounds? Yeah. That's the whole thing. And like you said, the bigger, younger, stronger fighter, okay, if he comes ready and he comes in shape, right, Mm -hmm. and he's a southpaw, which, again, great point. I don't know, man. I think everything's stacked against him. The odds say they're stacked against him. This would be a huge upset. But, yeah, and and definitely, you know, Props for for him for taking the fight. 
you know, a lot of people, he didn't have to take this fight. And props for all of them. And that's he, why, he you know. He could have taken the easier, uh, you know, easier fights than this. And, and that's why even, no, absolutely. That's why even last week's fight, it was good on both of them mm-hmm. to take that fight. Because if Teofimo loses, guess yeah. what? He's back in the, you know, back in just the regular mix of lightweights, right? Yeah. And you got to work your way up. Maybe you'll get a rematch with Lomachenko, but he's not. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. When you look at the, you know, 130-pound division, there's Valdez, there's Diaz, there's Shakur Stevenson. There's all those guys. Yeah. So, all right, folks, there's our picks. You got the idea. You're all set up. We're going to come back with the stat of the week, which I know we have. Yeah. And then we're going to close it out. We'll be right back, folks. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Ray Prado. Just in case, right, you can email us, counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com. Find us on uh, Spotify. Find us on iTunes, Pacific Coast Boxing. Make sure you give us a like. Make sure you follow. Um, the fans' um, subscription has actually been going up, Rick. I don't share yeah. all the numbers with you. But it's actually going up, which is pretty cool. We have we have a consistent base of followers um, and, you know, one of the things, right, when I was talking about the Lomachenko, um, I was, a couple people sent me messages, mm-hmm. and they had posed the question, I should have mentioned that, that they said, hey, you guys didn't really talk about whether or not is Lomachenko an all-time great or is he just a pound-for-pound, pound, mm-hmm. right, because they didn't necessarily believe that he was an all-time great. Yeah. And I can understand why, but I gave you some numbers as to, you know, yeah. The guy's had a career of nothing but championship fights. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to get to? Counterpunch us. We're also on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, send us a you know direct message on there. We'll respond to you. We check that every single day, every minute. Yeah. You know, so the whole social media and thing. And we'll respond back to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. We've had some pretty good feedback. Um, I posted, um, or, you know, on the uh, Instagram last week about, you know, a picture of Teofimo Lopez and Roberto Duran. Mm-hmm. Robert Duran was considered right the greatest uh, lightweight of all times, yeah. fighter of the decade in 1970s, uh, and it was interesting because he was on uh, I think he was on Max Unboxing uh-huh. and tell you know the the, the ESPN show, and the, he asked Teofimo. He said, "Who would you like to fight?" Okay, he asked Teofimo. Guess who Teofimo said? He said, "I'd like to fight Roberto Duran." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's who we said, and I'm like, we're right, we're right there with you, champ. That's big, a, you know, big, he wants to take on the biggest challenge. That's right. That's exactly who we would have yeah. liked to have seen him fight in his prime. Damn, that would have been at lightweight. But yeah. Duran was almost unbeatable at lightweight, uh-huh. so that would have been uh, pretty interesting. Anyways, um, let's get to the stat of the week, Rick. Okay, so for my stat of the week this week, I have the longest KO streak to include a world championship. Okay. Um, and it goes along with the uh, book that you gave me to read, A Fire Burns Within, yep. Alfredo Gomez. Okay. Um, after he started his career with the draw, yeah, he had 32 straight knockouts. Yeah. Um, and there was a four-year stretch in there where he was the WBC Super Bantamweight uh, champion. Yeah. His first loss, you know, was uh, against Salvador, Salvador Sanchez. Salvador Sanchez, yeah. Um, but, which he, by the way, which I know you're going to find the details about it, but he moved up in weight mm-hmm. to fight Salvador Sanchez, yeah. by the way, in fairness to Warfredo Gomez. Yeah. So, you know, he was the first one, you know, it included a, uh, a world champion. So he was having world championship fights during that stretch and still knocking people out. So 30, how many knockouts? Uh, 32 in a row. 32 in a row. Yeah. That's what I was telling you. 
outside of the podcast recording that Duran wasn't happy because he beat Duran's record. Duran had like 10 mm-hmm. knockouts in a row for championships, you're saying, right? Yeah. And yeah, and then and he beat him, and boy, did he beat him, right? Mm-hmm. Hence why Wilfredo Gomez is considered to be, Wilfredo Bazooka Gomez is considered yeah. to be the greatest uh, Puerto Rican fighter of all time because your boy uh, Trinidad didn't have any of those numbers. Yeah, you know? well, you know, it was different eras. eras but, yeah. you know, the, uh, well, no, Bill Cave's different eras, but nobody else yeah. is doing it besides <laughs> Gomez. I'll, 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 I'll repeat, I'll, uh, you know, <laughs> let me read the book yeah. and then I'll let you know. If uh, I have Wilfredo Gomez ahead of Trinidad, yeah, that'll yeah that'll be yeah. interesting because everybody else does. Yeah, just based on the number, just based on that number alone, uh-huh. he's not ahead of Trinidad. Yeah, you know? well, we'll see. We know yeah, how many we'll title defenses Trinidad Trinidad had. I have right? to. I had to read the the book. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, listen, in those kind of countries, right? Which is why I like these books. Boxing was a way out, man. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, Panama, right? Yeah, Nicaragua. Mexico, of course, right? I mean, fighting was, you know, is, is like a well, you know, they. I think yeah. it was in. Uh, I, I got to remember the book, but they said after prostitution, boxing was the next biggest business. Yeah, to make money and make it out. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's an amazing stat, man. Yeah. Thirty-two knockouts in a row. Yeah, yeah, and first fight. Yeah, well, you're going to be able to share more details with mm-hmm. us when you finish reading that book. Um, by the way. Still haven't given up on the author, Christian uh, Judice, Judice or Judice, um, about trying to get him on the podcast. We're going to try to work that out here, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks. Um, The more you read, the better discussion we can have, by the way. I'll be ready. Yeah, that's exactly right. The Camacho book is in, Mm -hmm. by the way, Macho Time. Got that book in. Can't wait to read that book. Almost done with the Roberto Duran book. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about fans to talk to us about these kind. That's why we can't wait for the fights to start up and us to start attending. Mm-hmm. Folks, we'll be right back. We'll wrap this show up. All right, Pacificos Boxing back to close this out. So big fight this weekend, which we broke down, Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, Marlon Esparza's opponent, by the way, is Sula Marbina. Yeah. Right, undefeated fighter out of Mexico. Great story, by the way. Mm-hmm. Kind of a tragic story with her brother. Um, she may be stepping up. Not May. She's stepping up in competition. That's her first uh-huh. big fight. Yeah. She was close to signing a deal with Golden Boy. Um, didn't didn't quite work out because of the whole COVID. So that's going to be interesting fight. Mm-hmm. Big fight for her. Yeah, big fight for both of them because you know Sparza needs to bounce back. Um, yeah, that's right. From from her loss, the Sinisa Strata yeah. fight. So that that yeah, no, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This Friday, next Friday, if I had to look at the card, mm-hmm. okay, if I would pay for Friday's card. Yeah, to go watch that fight in person. The fight we all want to see is Saturday's fight, but it's a good fight, fans weekend. Yeah, no, you, you know what you I'm got saying. Fights on Friday, you got fights on, uh, you know, on Saturday. You know, baseball is wrapping up here soon. You know, so pretty much boxing is just gonna have to compete with uh, UFC and football. That's right. You know, for a little bit. Yeah, I know we kind of mentioned, but yeah, even um, on the undercard of the Davis fight, you got Regis Pregreas, mm-hmm. right? Um, Diego Magdaleno's fighting. Yeah. And Mario Barrios and Ryan Carl, which was supposed to be on the, the super card, which was the Charlo brothers, that fight got moved. So good fight coming up. Great fight card this weekend, mm-hmm. right? Um, even the ESPN fights at Inouye, Maloney. Oh, my um, gosh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Bro- Brodnicka versus uh, Michaela Mayer. Right. For the WBO junior lightweight title. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, 
Yeah. Louis Correa fights uh, Rob. King Louis. Yeah, we Rob forgot Sim. about King. We forgot about King Louis. Yeah. That's right. So you know, there, there, there's some good fights. Uh, Jared Allen is another heavyweight. Yeah. Um, that uh, he's been knocking people out and the uh, real big baby. Yeah, the real right? big baby. So the uh, no, no, that's a whole yeah, and we didn't even get to all that because yeah. there's just so much to cover. Um, but we probably need to cover some of those undercard fights as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't want to say we go into a lull, Rick. You know, yeah. but there's no you know real big fight. The week after that, you got King Kong, Louis yeah. Ortiz, Haney right? Gamboa. Haney, yeah, we know Haney's gonna gonna kill. Yeah. Him. You don't want me to tell you the odds on that fight. You know, Crawford, Kell Brook, in, in November fourteenth. Yeah, please. Yeah, <laughs> please. Let, let's yeah keep going. Fa- fast forward. Fast, fast forward. Fast forward. Right. Uh, what about uh, November twenty first? Does this pique your interest? The Pavetkin. No. Dillian yeah. White. Yeah, well, here we go, right? <laughs> Poor guy, you know. The the eliminator to the eliminator. You here's, know what I mean? Here's the one I know you, yeah. you're looking forward to. Yeah. November twenty seventh. Daniel Jacobs, <laughs> yeah. Gabriel Rosado. Yeah, that one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. And it's in Florida. Yeah. It's in Florida, so by the way. Probably be fans. Yeah. You know, the other fight that's interesting, um, that's coming up, uh, it's in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh one of our favorite fighters, uh, Mickey Roman. Okay. Yeah, Mickey Roman is fighting against uh, Oshike Foster. Okay. He's fighting in L.A. And where, where does it say where that is? No, it's going to be on NBC yeah. on eleven nineteen. So that's interesting. Yeah. There's a card on the fourteenth in L.A. Uh, for PBC, but it doesn't. There's no fighter's name, mm-hmm. right? So we we may be on the card. Yeah, could be. Yeah, you you never know who's going to be yeah. on that one. Um. And and then of course you got Pavatkin and Dillian White like you said, which is come on, you know. Yeah. If you're not pulling for, you know, Pavatkin <laughs> at this point, right? Then you haven't been paying attention. We're all pulling for Pavatkin, if nothing else, to screw Matchroom. Yeah. Right. And the shenanigans that he's pulling with all that. Do you, do you think if he wins that one, there's a third? Yeah, another one. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What we didn't say, right, is he had to win convincingly yeah. the second time. Well, wait a minute, but he knocked him out, you know, Mr. Hearns, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it actually says, yeah, give me a break, man, right? Yeah, the 27th, that fight's going to be a war with mm-hmm. Jacobs and Rosado. It's going to yeah. be a war because we know what Rosado does. Yeah. Right? He fights one way, extremely motivated, personal grudge, doesn't like Jacobs, or doesn't like mm-hmm. the fact that Jacobs was pushed in front of him. But, you know, always comes ready to fight. Always comes ready to fight. Yeah. No doubt about that. Owns and runs his own boxing gym here in Southern California, right? So excellent stuff going on there. Demetrius Andre is on that undercard. Mm-hmm. So there's some there's some decent fights. But let's slow down. Let's look forward to this Saturday big fight with Davis and Santa Cruz. It could surprise us, Rick. And here's the other thing: World Series. Yeah, World yeah. Series. We'll be celebrating the Dodgers World Series. Kind of weird, right? Because like with the Lakers. No parade, no parade, right? Yeah. No nothing. They should have said it was some sort of some other type of gathering, and, and we would have been okay with it. Yeah, but nothing we can do about that. Probably nothing have to do, do something we, this next we just year. Have to celebrate on our own, and then uh, you know, eventually, you know, the, the, there'll be a parade. And uh, you think there has to be? There, you there think has there has to be. to be? I haven't missed a yeah. Laker championship parade since I don't know since like the mid the early eighties since eighty yeah. four. I go to all of them. Uh-huh. Actually, they lost in eighty four to the Celtics, but I go to all of them. Yeah. I've been, I've been waiting for that Dodger parade. They didn't even have a parade in '88, yeah. by the way. Not one that I remember when Gibby hit the home run. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> you know, you were in uh, junior high. No one's talking about yeah, well, elementary. Elementary. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, you were in elementary. <laughs> Man, yeah. 
At that time, by the way, yeah, you would have shown up to my high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, you would have looked at me and said that that's a can't miss kid right yeah. there. Yeah, I was in bombs if you couldn't believe, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, folks, there you have it. Pacific Coast Boxing. Can't wait for next week, folks. Stay tuned. Hit us up on Instagram. We're going to post a lot of stuff. Talk to you soon. See you guys next week. Hi.